It's the show after the show. This is the After Nine Podcast with Scott and Kat. Okay, here we go. Episode number two of 2020 is just well underway at this point. Are you still upset with me about the milk? Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> you shouldn't be upset with me. I don't want to. I didn't want to bring a brand new jug in. Okay, let's go back to where this all began. Kat and I decided we wanted a coffee maker in the studio, so we got a Keurig. And I went out and purchased it, and I uh, picked up some coffee as well. And it all worked out because Kat purchased something else. But then we needed condiments, specifically milk and cream. Now, I use milk. Kat uses cream. We were fine for December. But in the reset of the new year, Kat said, you know what? I'll bring in milk for you. And for whatever reason, I forgot or subconsciously didn't believe you because I stopped this morning and bought milk for myself. I know you did. You could have told me that and then I wouldn't have brought mine in. But you brought in (laughs) your milk. It's a jug that's like... uh, It's a one liter jug with like... A tiny, tiny bit in the bottom. Like you just grabbed it (laughs) out of the fridge and threw it in your car this morning. Because I realized I told you I would buy you I would bring milk or buy you milk and I didn't buy a small carton because what I did last time and I did buy you the milk last time I bought a smaller carton of milk which is all I I need just a little couple of drops every time I brought a giant one because I don't drink milk my daughter is the only one in our house that drinks milk so there's a giant one liter milk in the fridge and then there was what was left of this other jug so I thought I'm not going to waste stuff or bring in a massive jug you're not even going to get through if you tried in time for it to expire, I'll bring in the rest of this milk. But it's the rest of your yeah, milk. There, yeah, but there's like no backwash there. Nobody drinks from any carton. We just, that you know of. You have no idea what your husband does when you're not He doesn't drink here. milk. We both don't drink milk. Just our kid, and we pour it into her glass. It was a perfectly fine milk. You're welcome for bringing it in. But then not only that, you slap me in the face with bringing in your own milk. Hence to say, I didn't believe you'd actually bring it in, but I did bring it in for you. (laughs) Fine. I don't know. I I know it's probably fine. And you say there's no backwash in it or anything. But you understand why I didn't bring in the other jug. I didn't want to bring in a brand new giant jug of milk. It's like giving somebody a used gift. This is your used milk. I was just trying to make sure that you got through the day and then I would have bought you a smaller carton of milk. I would have done that, but I didn't go grocery shopping yesterday. I was by myself with the two kids. I couldn't go anywhere. How old is this, by the way? Santa's on the chug. It doesn't expire yet. Check the expiry date. It's not until like February. It's fine. And Santa is on the jug. Everything with Santa on it is so cheap right now. It's great. You know, if you can get your shit together and get shopping for next year, now is the time to do it because you will save a ton of money. Those um, projector lights that I spent money on at Canadian Tire, 50% off minimum. A dime a dozen. At Walmart right now. Why did I buy it before? Well, Mm -hmm. I know I bought it before because I'm stupid. But here's the thing is that we're still stupid right now talking about it because you know by the time Christmas rolls around, 2020, we'll be buying things full price and we'll go, remember when we had that conversation back in January? Why didn't we just buy the shit then for now? So we're still dumb. We should just be buying it up. Everybody should be buying it up, but we won't because we don't want to store it. Speaking of milk, Tim Hortons has a cereal out now. And I'll be honest with you, I thought this was a joke. Mm-hmm. I thought somebody photoshopped some Timbits onto a cereal box and and that was just like, a, ha, 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 yeah, you can eat Timbits for breakfast. No, they're legit. I mean, this is an actual Timbits cereal. It looks like, to me, corn pops and the other chocolate balls. They're just little balls. 
of cereal, sugar. They're just balls of sugar. That's all they are. But they're producing and like they're put selling it as Timbits. But correct me if I'm wrong. You could sit down and pour milk into a bag of sugar and just eat it right then and there and cut out the process. At least save yourself some carbs. Like there's got to be a monumental amount of sugar in this fucking cereal. And hey, Tim Hortons, you do you. If you found a new way to make money off of people, great. I'm happy for you and your shareholders. I'm generally a fan of your products. However, this, that looks like there there can't possibly be anything in that that's good for you. Oh, there's not. I checked. Not an ounce of, not a little bit of fiber, nothing. Like Like, that's really just to put something in your body. I mean, there's nothing in it that's good. It's a treat. You know, it's a treat. Like like a lot of those sugary cereals, some people use it as a treat. That's exactly what it should be used as. It's not a part of a good, complete, wholesome breakfast. That's for damn sure. Why don't we just sit down and eat a fucking cake for breakfast then? I mean, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's an option. It's an option. Is it an actual Timbit or is it just shaped like a Timbit? They didn't throw... It's hard. Timbits would get soggy after a... You know, you know, like corn pops. Yeah. It's like that, that density. But it tastes like a Timbit. That's what they say. It probably doesn't even. You can probably convince yourself that it tastes like a Timbit if it's even remotely close because it says Tim Hortons on the box and we've all had a Tim Hortons birthday cake Timbit. It is. It's birthday cake and chocolate. They're delicious, by the way. Great as a Timbit, nice as a treat. If somebody brings in a box, I'm going to have one almost every time. I don't want to eat a whole bowl of them for breakfast. They're not even selling it at Tim Hortons either. This is a that's the best <laughs> not part. selling that shit here. That, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's a collaboration with Post. Buy a Post. bagel, asshole. <laughs> they didn't even promote it. Post cereal is the one that promoted it. That's how people found out about it. So I wonder if they just went to Tim's and said, "We'll give you like ten million dollars for the rights to Timbits as a cereal." Bingo! You're bang on. I guarantee you, that's exactly what they did. You know who liked Timbits more than my kids? The dog. The dog seems to love Timbits. Maybe I should put this down for him and see if he'll eat it. Because I don't even you think my kids would eat that. You feed your dog Timbits? Well, when you go through the drive-thru, they give you the Timbit at the window if they see there's a dog in the car. Oh, I've, I've gone to ones where they give a dog biscuit. Oh, no, no. I've, they've actually given them like a plain old-fashioned Timbit. Really? It's the shittiest one. I can't imagine there's any people buying any. Maybe that's why they bake them still is for the dogs. I don't know. <laughs> but my, my kid likes the plain one, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. We just get the plain one. Plus, she's bad with sugar. Bad, bad, bad. How about an update from yesterday? Uh, For our American friends that are listening to the podcast, and we see you, we know there are thousands of Americans that listen to After 9 every single day, and we appreciate it. I realize that many of your states down there have legalized marijuana, and it's gone off without a hitch. And maybe at this point, you're getting a little tired of hearing about how Ontario keeps fucking it up. Maybe you think it's funny. At this point, I'm starting, kind of funny. At this point, I'm starting to shift to it's funny. Yesterday, we talked about the rollout of edibles and how, yeah, they're available, but you won't be able to get them online until January 16th. And the government store is online. Everything else is private retailers. And they're not even in every city because cities were allowed to say, no, we don't want those drug stores Which here. Which is so stupid. Oh, it's completely uh. ridiculous. In any case, I have an update now. Let me read it to you. As was posted by the Canadian Press. Yesterday was supposed to be the first day where Ontario residents could buy cannabis edibles, topicals, beverages, vapes, and more in stores. But most people were out of luck. The Ontario Cannabis Store says many retailers failed to receive their shipment. Oh, there it is. Now the new wave of products is on its way and should be more widely available later on this week. Okay, I didn't drive to a pot shop yesterday, but if I had... 
on the day that it's legal and they didn't have any cat. I, that might be the day I ask somebody, do you know anybody? Me yeah. who would never even entertain buying something and off the yes, black market. Yes. I Yesterday <laughs> I was right at my breaking point yeah. where I probably had I gone and they not had any, I probably would have asked you, can you, can you just put me in touch with, with somebody who sells yeah. because I don't know anyone who does and I've only ever bought it the legal way and I do things properly like when I buy it I throw it in the trunk so that it's not accessible to the driver and all the things you're supposed to do now me law abiding me is finally ready to say fuck it yeah I know a guy don't worry about that good he'll be here with his backpack in no time <laughs> does he work here <laughs> it's Maybe. Chad isn't it it's yeah, Chad it's Chad <laughs> Chad, Simon, take your pick. Uh, Pop quiz. What's the speed limit on Ontario highways? Most of them. 100. Stunt driving is when you're doing more than 60 kilometers an hour over the limit. We may have a new loser. I'm not even going to say he's a winner. Technically, he did win the category, but he's a loser. Right. 19-year-old kid from Oakville just dinged on the 400 yesterday going 218 kilometers an hour. Shut up. 218. You shouldn't be allowed to drive ever again in your life. You think you should lose your privilege even though you made the mistake when you were 19? You know what? A 10-year ban. That's a long ban. But how stupid do you have to be to go that fast? That's beyond reason. That's stupid. And I know that we believe in rehabilitation in Ontario. Okay, fine. We believe in second chances. That's why we don't have the death penalty. You think we should get that severe that we take away your license for a significant period of time? Like if you get dinged going more than 100 over the limit, lose your license for 10 years. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Why has nobody had the balls to do it? I mean, we all get these warnings. In fact, there's a whole thing around the festive ride program where the police make a conscious effort to go out and nail those impaired drivers. Mm -hmm. Why haven't we put more emphasis on stunt driving? Because this seems like a problem. It doesn't matter what kind of car you're in. If you get hit by somebody doing 218 kilometers an hour, you could be in a fucking dump truck. Yeah. You're going to get killed because somebody else was driving 118 kilometers an hour over the limit. Would you actually take that step and pull their license for 10 years? I would want to. Maybe they should. Why don't we just change the law? And you know what? I get that people make mistakes and there's going to be people who disagree with yep, this. There'll be people who say, oh, the brain isn't fully developed and all that other bullshit you hear every time a story like this comes out. Well, you know, they haven't fully matured. And OK, fine. You know what? I'm OK with a five year ban then. But don't let that person behind the wheel. This is not we're not talking about someone driving 20 over. No. OK, like we're talking. This is ext- so dangerous. Why isn't this a criminal offense then? I mean, impaired driving is criminal. You get arrested. You have a criminal record. You go to jail for impaired driving. Why aren't we sending people yeah. to jail for stunt driving? And, and I mean, 60 over the limit. I mean, there's been times when I was going pretty fast. Never, over, never 60 over the limit, but I was going pretty fast. Maybe 140 on the highway right? for whatever reason. I don't even recall what it was. But this guy was going three times that amount. Three times the 40 over the limit that I was doing. There's no reasoning. There's no excuse. And in my opinion, and I've said it before, I don't even think cars should be able to, your everyday car should even be able to drive that fast. We should be stopped just like a lot of tractor trailers are and such at a certain kilometer point. At 110. Great. Cap, you don't have to cap cars at 110, even like 140. Okay, fine. Why do we need to go any faster than that? 
It's so stupid. I can't think of a single good reason why we would ever we need to go faster Unless than it's that. a specialty car. It's a race car on a proper track. And there's great places you can go, by the way, all over southern Ontario that have great, like a track that you can go to, do all that stuff. It's not on the highway. A woman posted something in the Am I an Asshole forum on Reddit. <laughs> I like that forum. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, it's people that do controversial things and they want other people, strangers, non-biased opinions on what they're doing. And they ask the legitimate question, am I being an asshole? So this woman, pregnant, and she understands the risks that come with pregnancy. Pregnancy, for those who don't know, can be very dangerous to a woman, depending on how complicated the pregnancy and the delivery is. Mm-hmm. So this woman told her husband, should anything go wrong, he would like him to save her life instead of the baby. If it comes down to it and it's a life or death decision, only one of them's going to survive. She said, pick me, not the baby. Does she have other kids? Does it specify? I don't believe she does. So this would have been her or would be her first. Uh, hang on. She explained that she and her husband have a two-year-old daughter. There it is. And are currently yep. trying to fall pregnant with their second Not child. Not an asshole. During her first pregnancy, doctors instructed her to have a cesarean section as she developed gestational diabetes. Am I saying gestational that right? Gestational diabetes, yeah. At 32 weeks. She said, I don't have any issues with this. I just wanted my baby to be born safely. So before going to the hospital, she talked with her husband and said that if something goes wrong and he needed to choose between her and the baby... Choose her. He got quiet and said that he agreed. Thankfully, everything was fine. She never had, or he never had to make that heartbreaking choice. But now that another baby is in the cards, the conversation has once again reared its head. Once again, she wants him to pick her. There must be a little more to this, by the way, because gestational diabetes happens all the time. It's not, it's not something that is, there must be other, other factors, unless she was just having that conversation. Maybe, and maybe that's a good conversation to have with your spouse if you're pregnant. Hey, this is what I want, and make sure, because you're not in your full mental clarity when you're perhaps in labor, or even when you're going in for the C-section, which I had to do twice, you're not, you know, like you're kind of in a different mindset, so maybe it's good to clarify those things. She said, Uh, I do not want another baby and that pregnancy, sorry, I said that I do want another baby and that pregnancy doesn't scare me as much as giving birth again. I said that I straight up told my husband I'm scared something may happen to me during the birth and in giving my daughter a sibling. Mm -hmm. I could leave her without a mother. That's the thing. So basically what she's saying is she has a two-year-old and that two-year-old needs her mom. So if she has this other baby and the choice is, uh-oh, sorry, it's one or the other, she wants to make sure she's around for her two-year-old. And that two-year-old needs her mom. So yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a horrible decision to make if you ever had to make that choice. But it's a choice that that's your own. And that would be her choice is to stick around so that she can be there for her two-year-old. And well, that's perfectly fine. She's asking the question as well, is she an asshole? And the answer is no, my opinion. For putting her husband in that predicament. Well, Where sure. the husband has to say, don't save the baby. No, I mean, if the choice is there and you have to make the choice, it's good for her to clarify what she wants. And he's not an asshole if that decision actually came down to it, which is a hor- again, it's a horrible, horrible situation, horrible thought, horrible situation. Um, unfortunately, I guess it's rare, but it does happen where that choice has to be made. But yeah, I, I don't think she's an asshole at all. Do you think the majority of people agree with you or disagree with you? Uh, uh, 
Majority probably agree. There's they absolutely people- do. In fact, the vast majority of people, way more than half, said, yeah, you're absolutely right. He should respect her wishes. She's not an asshole. He should choose to save the wife, mm-hmm. not the baby. And a lot of people pointed out she can make babies sound so disposable. She can always have another baby, but the current two-year-old can never have another mother. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not an asshole in case you're wondering, but feel free to have that discussion with your significant other later on. That's such a shitty, that is such a shitty topic to even have to bring up. Like if I even had brought that up with my husband, he would have been like, just shut up. Don't talk about that. That's horrible. (laughs) But I mean, people have ended up in that situation Mm -hmm. totally unexpected. I mean, nobody is prepared for that. Well, I guess these people are. And now he knows exactly what she wants done. Uh, (laughs) Another story here. Guy got fired. He's a Toronto guy. He got fired because he works for a big company. And for Christmas, all of the employees got a bottle of barbecue sauce that was worth about six bucks. And this company, it's Fastenal, in case you're wondering. Maybe you've seen them before. They have an American branch as well. And the American employees all got a nice little gift basket that was filled with, he said it had jerky and M&Ms and all kinds of treats in it. The Canadian employees got something worth substantially less. It was barbecue sauce. And this guy says he feels disrespected by his company because they have such high expectations and he worked hard to meet his sales targets and he can't believe that all they gave him was a jar of barbecue sauce. Absolutely. It's infuriating. I'm just kidding. I'm totally being sarcastic. So he went on Twitter. Anonymous account. Posted a picture. Here's my shitty barbecue sauce from the company that doesn't appreciate us. And you could make out what the company was based on the picture. Did he tag them too? Someone said he yeah, tagged he, they, them. Yeah, he did accidentally tag what them. What the fuck are you thinking, you idiot? <laughs> like, obviously. Anyway. The okay. boss from Fast and All gave him a call, seemed to be unaware of his identity, called him by his Twitter username. Unfortunately, despite deleting his post, the worker was tracked down by the company who uh, managed to work out who he was from the background in the workplace photo, and they fired him. Mm-hmm. He was called into a meeting and fired December 30th for a violation of standards of conduct policy. The man says the timing of the firing was the worst Christmas gift of all. He told uh, the six o'clock news Christmas just came by. There are bills to be paid. My visa bill money's an issue. I'm a very heavy believer in God and everything happens for a reason. But I believe I was and I quote done very, very dirty. Was he done dirty here? Maybe he shouldn't have posted that on Twitter. No, that, uh, you know what? If you're, today, you should know better. Today, you should know better. There's no excuse. Twitter, Facebook, it's not new. We know that whatever we put out there could be seen by everyone. Even though you think you're anonymous, you're not. So assume that everything you put out there and it's will traceable. be seen. It's traceable. Assume that going into it. Don't post something and then think that it's absurd that your employer, whom you bashed, publicly on a public platform would be a little upset about that way to go now not only will you not get your barbecue sauce next year you are not going to get paid anymore well he didn't get severance but i believe he did get to keep the barbecue sauce well there's that (laughs) so six bucks that must be a decent bottle of barbecue sauce i don't know a lot of companies that do like christmas gifts and bonuses christmas party sure and that can be considered in my opinion a christmas party can be considered um a, a christmas gift right they'll make you give you dinner or drinks whatever the case is 
I don't think every employer should or every employee should is entitled by any means to a Christmas gift or bonus. Am I thinking about this the wrong way? Because for me, I've always thought that the contract I have, whether it's a physical contract or not, the agreement I have with my employer is as long as I come in and work the hours you want me to work, you will give me a paycheck. And that's the end of the exchange. Mm -hmm. I know there's people out there that think, well, they should show their appreciation or they should show me this or they should give me that. I don't buy that. I think that's the relationship. I work for you. You give me money. End of story. Anything they give you above and beyond that is a bonus. And even if it's a $6 jar of barbecue sauce, eh, maybe they probably should have taken a step back and asked, how is this going to be perceived? We're a multi-million dollar company with offices in Canada and the USA. If we give these people a $6 bottle of barbecue sauce, is that really just a slap in the face? Maybe they should have considered it. And maybe the employees are right to think, well, this is kind of shit. And I'm sure it's one of those things he had a conversation with his fellow employees, right? With the people he works with. And maybe... If they were so outraged that he thought putting it out there, would, there wouldn't be no repercussions to it at all, right? It's a, it was an internal conversation, no doubt, but he's the guy that put it out there. In the public. But I'm sure that other people had the same thoughts. I have to think, by the way, they've probably got employee numbers in the thousands. So while it may only be a $6 jar of barbecue sauce, that's also thousands upon thousands and thousands of dollars that they spent on Christmas gifts. If they worked out, okay, we've got a budget of a quarter of a million dollars. Maybe that worked out to six bucks an employee and barbecue sauce was the best they could get for six bucks. You certainly aren't getting a bottle of wine for six bucks. So maybe they thought, yeah, this is pretty good for Mm -hmm. our budget. Here you go. I don't know. Like for me, to, to me, it's, I would have just been like, okay, thanks. Like if our employee came, employer came by and gave us all barbecue sauce, I'd be like, okay, thanks. That's nice. I don't know. But I, I maybe like, like the guy said, cause you're used to, or you know that they used to give out big gift baskets. That's what makes you angry, but don't put it on Twitter. Don't be stupid. Don't put it on Facebook. Just stop. You can not, you don't have to share it. Maybe you should go to your employer instead. Hey, write a nice letter and say, you know what? I feel disappointed with what was given to me. And maybe it will start up an actual good conversation. You don't have to put it out there and be like, my employee is such a fucking dick. Like, you don't have to do that. Maybe for the six bucks, you could suggest to your employer, okay, rather than give me a shitty jar of barbecue sauce next year, here's what I'm going to suggest. Let us leave an hour earlier on Christmas Eve. Bingo. See? Hey, here's an idea. Because that'll cost you roughly the same amount in productivity and wages and so on and so forth. Give us a paid hour off and let us leave early on Christmas Eve. Maybe that's a good compromise. The barbecue sauce, I get why he felt somewhat disrespected. I just think he's thinking at it purely as an employee and not as someone who might someday own a business. And if you someday own a business, it's expensive to take care of everybody at Christmas. Kind of surprised me this morning when we talked about the story, how many people were texting us. And tweeting us about the stuff they get at Christmas. I think it's still amazing that that companies can do that. Yeah. That's great. Whether it was um, some guy got his paycheck doubled. That's fantastic. Some people got, you know, a day off for free, essentially. Or they got whatever, a giant gift. That's fantastic. No, not a lot of companies do that anymore. It's a bad economy right now. Despite what those geniuses at the Bank of Canada and in our federal government will tell you, It's not a good economy right now. Mm -hmm. It really isn't. The amount of debt that Canadians are carrying is monumental. And businesses, in a lot of cases, are like that too. I also like barbecue sauce, so I'm not necessarily siding with the employee here. 
Give me some sauce anytime. I'll take that. I'll make a nice steak and think of you. <laughs> Maybe your bonus should be a full jug of milk. Would you actually do that? A full jug of unopened if you perform, milk? If you perform well over the next couple of months, <laughs> I might get you a full jug of unopened, non-expired, 1% milk. Finally. Bachelor's back. Last night, Pilot Pete, he got his moment in the sun. He They gave him a little shitty airplane to fly. And he had all these girls fawning over him. And he felt like the fucking man. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I got my heart broken by Hannah. And now I am here. I'm in control. I'm going to pick out any one of these hotties. Every one of them <laughs> is a minimum nine. Some of them are ten and a halfs. Every one of them. And he gets to pick whichever one he wants. And these girls have built this up in their heads so much. They were fawning over him last night. They were deeply in love. And they'd only ever met the guy once. Mm -hmm. It's great. Ah, oh, it's great. They're so dramatic. And then in comes Hannah again. The yeah. girl who was on The Bachelor lost. So they made her The Bachelorette. She had Pilot Pete. Fucked him four times in a windmill in like 12 hours. Crazy. And then dumped the guy. Poor Pilot Pete. And he was in love with her. Like he he said, loved like, her. On, he loved her. She was the one Hannah. in his mind. And then bringing her back last night. Okay, so that's not fair to the girls that are there trying to, to compete for Pete this time. No, how uneasy would you feel? You think you have a real shot. And then Hannah one comes in. 12. Hannah comes in. Who's Hannah B. We might as well stand for bitch. Comes in here. <laughs> stealing up your mans. No. A hell's No. But apparently she doesn't stay. Apparently she'll like pop her head in every now and again just because she wants to stay in the spotlight. But she doesn't stick around. But who knows though? There's all kinds of rumors out there that she does end up showing up at the finale. To try and steal I Pete from the girl that he picks? I don't think that's, it wasn't a good source. What I had read was not a good source. So I don't believe it. I don't think so. I think again, this is just a ploy to get her continuously in the spotlight because maybe she'll be on Bachelor in Paradise, which is my favorite reality show in the summertime. It's the, it's the junkiest TV you'll ever watch. Okay, I've never watched Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, What's the difference? You're doing it this year. What's the oh, difference? Oh, it's amazing. So they put... All these past Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants, and I'm telling you, some could date back from five years ago, but okay. some are, most of them are the most recent two seasons. So the Bachelorette, Hannah's season, and Peter's. So there'll be, I think it starts with like eight, eight to 10 women, eight to 10 men get thrown on an island, okay? So they start making connections with each other, okay? And then you have to make a connection. There's always an odd number out. So eight guys and nine girls. Okay. The girls get to pick. Or, sorry, the guys get to pick. One of the girls are booted off. Ooh. It works like that. But every week, two new guys might come in. And then all of a sudden, you're dating this guy, right? Like, oh, Joe and I are having a great connection. Fuck Joe. In comes Mark. <laughs> Bye, Joe. See ya. Really? Bye, Felicia. And then you move on to that next guy. And there's actually, a like, at the end, there's engagements, if you want it to be engagements. Uh, it's, it's so much drama. It's fantastic. Oh, you have to watch it. It's I think so I good. would love this. It's That's so why I love The Bachelor so much is the drama's great. I don't know who these girls are that go in there thinking if they cry, it's going to do them a service because me, I want to get as far away as possible from a crying woman. Nobody likes to see a woman no. cry and they were like ugly crying last night, like whimpering, snot coming out of their nose. Mascara dripping down. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. fucking Hannah's mascara was running last night. I mean... You gotta stop with the tears. It's shitty to watch. But they're in love. They're not in love. They just met the guy. 
This is a, my favorite is the girl goes, guys, there's a crisis. Hannah has arrived. Like, oh, fuck. That's a crisis? <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I hate that show, but I love it. It wasn't fair of them to bring Hannah back and mess with Pete's emotions because Pete was in the zone and he was good. And then all of a sudden, the ex, the woman that he was in love with and then got dumped by when he was ready to propose... Back into the fold. And then you wonder what he was thinking the whole time, thinking she's going to compete for my heart. But then she was like, no, fuck no. I just wanted to give you back this. Like, that's so rude. He gave her his wings. If you're a pilot and you give somebody your wings, that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal, too. She did give it back. Like, to my opinion, just stick, stay out of it, Hannah. Go, 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 go. Go away. Go to, bad, go to the island in the summertime. Go to the island. There has to be a show they could stick her on because I think that's why they do it. She's good on TV. And I heard a rumor that they might actually be considering her to be like a co-host of The Bachelor. Interesting. Or The Bachelorette. That yeah. might be a neat little twist. Or maybe she'll help but with the after show and everything else that they do. Like they something do like that. that, right? I could see that happening. That's why they want to keep her in there. She dips into that Valley Girl voice every now and again, and I just want to climb through the TV and say, Stop talking like that. Yeah. Because yeah. she doesn't do it all the time, but every now and again she gets really ditzy and stuff like that. Yeah. And that <laughs> That hurts me. That was pretty good. It hurts. He got, she got thrilled up. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she does that. She's a really intelligent woman and, and very well spoken. But every now and again, she gets like that. And I don't understand why. I've never heard you do a Valley Girl. It's great. Was that actually good? That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> Overall, I got one. I was good. I like it. In any case, I'm hooked. Okay, we're going to be di- watching. We're it, gonna di- be- it didn't need to be three hours last oh, night, oh, starting is- at 7 p.m. Yeah, like, give me a break. We have lives, ABC. I wasn't even drunk by 7 p.m., <laughs> and I wanted to watch The Bachelor. It's like, what the fuck? Now it's- I got to start making martinis real quick. I know. I know. Oh, it's stupid. I flipped over in the middle of the Leaf. Actually, it was the first intermission of the Leaf game, and if you watch the game, it wasn't going very well no, at that point. No, no. And yes, they did eventually lose. And I remember thinking, well, there's just as much drama in the Leaf game tonight as there is on The Bachelor. Yeah, there's more tears at the Leafs game, I think, than there was on The Bachelor. Okay, I know we don't talk about sports in here very often, but let me just say, when they had their pregame meeting, like they'd know, they knew who Connor McDavid was, right? <laughs> they knew, they'd heard the name? I th- I'm sure that they have. He's a relatively well-known hockey player. So it's not like because he's from out west, they'd never heard of the guy. Like no. they know he's the greatest hockey player on earth, right? I would assume. And I would think that in their meeting, when they're all discussing the plan for the game, somebody would have raised their hand and said, guys, I think maybe we shouldn't let McDavid get open. Maybe we should put somebody on him and stay on him the whole fucking game. Outrageous. Like a shadow. Like, if he farts, you fart. If he goes into the boards head first, you go into the boards head first. Don't let that guy do anything when he's not covered. Cover his ass. The guy got, what, six shots on goal last night? He scored and had three assists? Yeah, but he's also, like, unbelievable. Put two guys on him. Yeah. Leave the shitty guy up. Every line's got one guy that's not very fucking good. Leave that guy open and just let him do his best. Maybe he will have bad luck against Anderson or Hutchinson or whoever. You don't leave Connor McDavid wide open in the slot. The fuck is wrong with you guys? I know. I know. So that's the reason why I was so upset, too, because I was watching the game instead of The Bachelor, and I should have just watched The Bachelor. Yeah. You know what would be great? If Connor McDavid were The Bachelor. (laughs) I'd be so in. There's an idea for a show that Canadians will watch. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you again uh, 
Merci. Yeah.